The kayfabe crunch is rich thanks to Bet Bookie. Bet on war games this Sunday. Who will enter last? Who will get pinned? Will a giant, detached, yet sentient regal head descend from the rafters to yell? War games! At the start of the match? Two to one odds on that happening. Head to www.betbookie.com. The Kayfabe Crunch, a man called News. <laughs> you silly goose. Good news. This is your Kayfabe Crunch for Saturday, December 5th, 2020. I'm Harvey Hurricane Rana. Coming up, we have all the latest from NXT, Dynamite, and SmackDown. Plus, ahead of War Games this Sunday, we uncover a forgotten War Games match from 1983. I know, four years before the supposed first one. A crazy exclusive. But first, on this day, in grappling history. In 2005, live on Raw, Vince McMahon held the trial of Eric Bischoff. This was regarded as the biggest act of projection in pop culture history at least until a criminal reality TV host started yelling to lock people up. And they're both friends. And in 2013, AJ Styles wrestled his final match for Impact Wrestling. Formerly known as TNA, the company would shrink in size and be eclipsed by other North American promotions. Unfortunately, it seems Impact's days in the sun are over, and very few people Okay, uh, just getting some news across my desk now. Kenny Omega to appear on Impact. Impact are invading AEW. Is This sounds made up. Did someone make this up? Well, I suppose in a way, everything's made up. No, don't start pulling at the threads of reality until the ninth minute of the podcast. You promised yourself that. Impact, this Tuesday live on Twitch, I guess. Thanks for choosing this succulent news peach. Let it fall from the tree and take a clean bite. The facts are refreshing. And now let's get on with the mega manipulation news. Top story. Do as I say, not as I do. Smackdown began with Kayla Braxton interviewing Roman Reigns in the middle of the ring. She asked questions such as, Do you fear Kevin Owens? Are you manipulating your cousin? And are you aware of how absolutely terrifying you've become? She, di she didn't ask that last one. Reigns declared that by asking such stupid questions, she'd blown the interview. However, he did deny that he had been manipulating Jay. Paul Heyman stepped in to clarify that they had motivated and elevated, but not manipulated. And, as evidence, cited six straight weeks of ratings gains on SmackDown. Although with respect, Mr. Heyman, 2020 is still an all-time low for WWE as a brand, but let's not, let's not dwell on that. Because ratings are meaningless, right? Until no one is left watching and your wrestling show is cancelled, and then then they'll mean a whole lot to everyone. Kevin Owens arrived on the scene, 
asking for a fight. That's one other than the planned tag team main event. So he challenged Reigns to a TLC match at... Oh, which, which pay-per-view? Um, we've just, we just had Hell in a Cell. Is it Extreme Rules? A TLC match at... It's not the Elimination Chamber. Where's the best place to have a TLC match? Clash of Champions? TLC, of course. A TLC match at TLC. I'd be lost without these very specific themed pay-per-views. Reigns refused to fight immediately due to the presence of a lady in the ring. The, the camera didn't cut to a long shot to reveal Kayla Braxton stood in the corner, so I thought, uh, I thought he was talking about Paul Heyman for a second. That beautiful lady from the East Coast. KO then called Reigns a bitch, right species, wrong gender, and Roman gave a look that said, I won't fight you now, but uh, I will in the main event. And in the main event, he did. In fact, after the match, both Reigns and Uso bashed Owens to bits with chairs. Then it'll be tables next week and ladders the week after. But before SmackDown went off the air, Reigns cracked Uso across the back with a chair, chastising him for, for, well, well, basically for, huh, he, uh, he volunteered them for the main event, but that was already, that was already booked on Twitter a few hours before. Wow, he hit his cousin with a chair for basically no reason. And that's what's so scary about this new version of the Large Hound. What do I look like? What do I look like, a savage? Yes, but not on the outside. Not on the outside. Now it's time for your fast count. The bodyguard in the corner of news. Pat Patterson passes away aged 79. Words cannot begin to describe just how much his hands touched this business. And you can insert your own punchline there based on whether or not you think that's appropriate. Listener's choice. Natalia scores submission victory over Bailey. This should put her in line for a championship opportunity, as Carmella has won, and she hasn't won a match in eight months. Kenny Omega wins AEW Championship in controversial fashion, in that it wasn't a 60-minute match inside the Tokyo Dome. Shotzi Blackheart wins the advantage for War Games. Moon and Ripley also presented her with a surprise glowing gift, which is believed to be the contents of the case from Pulp Fiction. King Corbin enlists Blake and Cutler as his henchmen. If you've forgotten who these two men are, they were a part of the group known as... Well, now I've forgotten. They were a part of a trio with some mad racist. Carmella accuses Sasha Banks of being a Nicki Minaj wannabe, although it should be noted, Minaj has never committed to a dark blue look, and Carmella's current attire is Minaj circa 2017. And Sting! No, no, Sting! No, look, look, producer JD, stop playing the Sting, I'm trying- I'm trying to let the listeners know that a certain WCW legend has arrived on Wednesday nights. 
and his name is Sting. There, that wasn't. <sighs> You're fired. And that's your fast count. You've been counted out. He's like really tall. So earlier this week, I started to research the history of war games. <clears throat> Sorry. War games. I'll do that again. I'll, I'll get the Regal-esque delivery in a second. <clears throat> war games. I'm very monotone. Now, it was Dusty Rhodes who pitched this match way back in 1987. But during my research, I found that a war games match actually took place in 1983. Four years before Dusty Rhodes' now, I guess, alleged creation. The event took place on June 3rd, 1983, in the United States. In what seems like a twist now, but I'm sure was very normal at the time, one of the competitors was Matthew Broderick. Yeah, Ferris Bueller. Which is interesting, because in interviews, he never talks about his past with wrestling. He's, he's no David Arquette. Thankfully, Wikipedia, being the font of all knowledge that it is, have an article about this forgotten event. And, it turns out, a handy synopsis. So I'm just going to read through what took place at this War Games event, and we can share in the knowledge. Okay, let's see here. During a surprise drill of a nuclear attack, many United States Air Force strategic missile wing controllers prove unwilling to turn the key required to launch a missile strike. Epic start. Very epic start. Like, this must have been a Cold War era thing, because you don't really get wrestling events these days starting with the threat of a nuclear attack. There was that one episode of 205 Live, but apart from that... Such refusals convinced John McKittrick, must be a wrestler, and other systems engineers at NORAD, must be the promotion, I guess, that missile launch control centers must be automated. Control is given to a NORAD supercomputer known as Whopper, or War Operations Plan Response, not a catchy promotion name, but anyway, and that's programmed to continuously run war simulations and learn over time. So I guess simulations for war games matches took place? David Lightman, played by Matthew Broderick here, is a bright but unmotivated Seattle high school student and hacker. The original Mustafa Ali. He uses his IMSIA 8080 computer to access the school district's computer system and change his grades. <laughs> Classic backstory. He does the same for his friend and classmate, Jennifer Mack. I guess the first war games was intergender. Later, while war dialing numbers in Sunnyvale, California to find a computer game company, he connects with a system that does not identify itself. Asking for games, he finds a list that starts with chess, checkers, backgammon, and poker, as well as titles such as theater-wide biotoxic and chemical warfare and global thermonuclear war. Hang on, they're not they're not really getting to where where are the war game what where's the wrestling Sunnyvale phone computer Soviet Union FBI special agents this is this is highly overbooked produced by United Artists box office 79.6 million made its debut at the Cannes Film Festival hang on no i i see what's happened here this this wasn't the first war games match 
It was the first cinematic match, beating Matt Hardy by over 30 years. Wow, wrestling history is so interesting. And there's just time to check on the wrestling-themed ale I've been fermenting in the studio for the last several weeks. Ugh. That That is rank. That is absolutely foul. They told me it would be a safe investment, but absolutely no one is going to drink that. In stores, 2021. Join us Tuesday when we'll ask, as he was breaking into the business, did Ricochet ever think he'd take a pinfall loss to Slapjack? And remember, you can support this podcast by passing on an episode to a fellow wrestling fan. Look, I'll be the first to admit it's a weird show. But there's something for everyone. Apart from people who aren't wrestling fans, there's, there's nothing for you here. Why are you, why are you listening? Go home. This has been the Kayfabe Crunch. You're not quite daily, not quite news bump for the world of professional wrestling. The Kayfabe Crunch is rich thanks to BetBookie. Due to the ongoing global financial crisis, we'll be unable to make payouts for the next six months. But gambling isn't about winning. It's about the leisurely passing of time until the inevitable collapse of society. So please continue to throw money at us in exchange for a precious dopamine rush. The Kayfabe Crunch.